0: everyone welcome to the first episode of believe in guardians i am your host amari mcpherson uh like i said this is episode number one on the believe podcast and i'm here with my first guest honored to to invite him for my first show it's zach from the surge cast zach how are you doing
1: i'm good man you know baseball season's here in a couple days so you know get ready to have a nice long season of just you know watching our guardians but no, i appreciate the invite man you know episode one so it's gonna be a good time how are you doing brother
0: i'm doing good as we're recording this I, you probably see i keep looking over i'm actually watching the guardians game right now so nice. i'm go. i'm I'm ready for baseball i've been ready for baseball since last october so yeah right. i mean f- <laughs> for them to to be back coming back this week uh, i couldn't be more excited it's weird because well it's not weird but just every year you get you get that excitement for baseball to come up and it just never goes away every spring yeah. you're just you're just ready for it to come back again
1: yeah for sure it's it's all like you know, it's like when you get into spring training, you're like, okay, you know, you're starting, you're getting into the, into the flow of games again and stuff like that, trying to you know, figure out names. and then you're like two days away, opening day is going to be here. You know who your starter is and stuff like that. And you're like, you kind of know what the roster looks like. So you're kind of like, okay, opening day is almost here. Like, plus MLB the show 23 just dropped today, too. So like, you know, it's like you're just ready for all vibes of baseball for the next, like, few months now so yeah absolutely you can't you can't, go, you can't go wrong with it yeah it's it's always a good time
0: yeah and can we talk about why it's for me it seems like every year they start off on the west coast and it's always in seattle and i, yeah. I mean like i i haven't i haven't like i was telling you earlier i have an office job so it's like okay well do i stay up and watch them or and just be tired the next morning or what And it seems yeah. like every year they're in seattle and, and i just have to wait all day for the game to come on at night
1: Right, yeah, it's weird because I know like it's like either we're like I know there's a couple years like we're in Milwaukee, or we're like in like like and I know when we do like Anaheim one year and stuff like that too. But, yeah, it's like it seems like we just get like predestined to go go to Seattle because they're afraid of like the cold weather in Cleveland. So was it like? was it last year or two seasons ago we opened in Detroit and it snowed on like
0: opening day mm-hmm. for Beatport? two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Miguel Cabrera hit that home run to right field. And I'm like, I can't see the ball because it's yeah. snowing.
1: It was, yeah. It was, just, it was just one of those weird things. Like, oh yeah, we finally get to open up in like the central and it's like, oh, okay, it's snowing in Detroit. This is going to be fun. Yeah, day. Cabrera goes off and it's like, cool, cool. Great. But yeah, it's, yeah, I guess, cause like it's a retractable roof. It's West Coast. I mean, it's a nice ballpark, but even then, like you said, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and you're like, all right, well, yeah. this game might be done by 1 in the morning. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll have to go home to work at late until like maybe 8 or 9, but still.
0: Right, right, change. right. And you and you never know, though. I mean, with these new rules, and we'll get into that later, but yeah. who knows, it, it it might, you know, a 10 o'clock start, it might be done by 12.30, 12.20, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't
0: Which, It's much. still late, <laughs> but it's like, it's better than 1 o'clock in the morning, so. Oh, sh-
1: I remember some games it last until like almost two in the morning. You're like, Well, I guess I'm gonna be drinking a lot of coffee and energy drinks for the next couple of days to
0: recover from that. But Yep, nothing but Red Bulls, right?
1: Yeah, right. Especially if it's like a especially if it's like a Thursday night game, then you're off on Friday then you back into the weekend. It's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well just start on Friday at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> baseball.
0: Right. Yeah. So we'll get into some uh, start the show, I guess, on some bad news, unfortunately. I mean, news coming out yesterday about Tristan McKenzie. He'll be out for at least a couple of weeks and could be up to two months with that muscle strain. Yeah. Uh, what are What are your thoughts on that? I mean, he's was scheduled to be the number two starter in Seattle, like we were just talking about. And now one of the, the most upcoming players on the roster is going to be out for a significant portion of the start of the season.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a huge blow to the Guardians early on, is the fact that you said you're supposed to be the number two guy. You got Bieber going opening day. He goes two. Then it's like I know they had like Savali and Playsack kind of later down the road too. So it's just kind of like it definitely, it definitely shakes up the uh, the rotation a little bit because now you got to move everyone up a day, or it's like or do you just replace them with someone else? Then it's like all right, who are you calling up? Who are you going to be moving around? So it's like it's a lot of early roster adjusting for up to two months and like like what are the guardians looking like in June? Like if he is out for two months, like and then you know he's gotta get you know rehab and everything else too. So it's like it's definitely gonna be an early test to the rotation of the bullpen already. The fact you lose your number two guy and now it's like who are you gonna slide into his spot and who are you going to move up and stuff. So (laughs) quick early test for the guardians this year, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. A team that's kind of looking to repeat a division championship and already you, you get this big blow to the rotation. Like you were talking about, who are you going to bring up to kind of be that number? Well, they won't be a number two, but like you said, kind of shifting everyone up a day, who's going to be that back end of the rotation that can hopefully be there consistently. Um, so Like who 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 do you think? What are some names that come to mind for you that could be consistently, you know, every fifth day, or do you think it'll kind of be a um a a rotation between a couple guys?
1: I I want to say I would love to say it's gonna be one of those things where you might have someone who's in who like who's who everyone thought was gonna start in AAA, but then it's like okay, where are we gonna go from there? So I mean, for me, it's kind of like you're looking at course i'm trying to get used to the, the mlb app is absolutely screwy now because like they did they redid their whole thing so i'm trying to figure out okay um yeah i don't know because if you're looking at starting pitching i mean you know you got Savali, volley and i mean i mean could you possibly say eli morgan if you want to go that way i mean i Because as of right now, I mean, you could you you got Cal Contra, you got police sack, you got, you know, McKenzie. Then you had, you know, and Bieber. I would say if you want to go with anything, you, like maybe Eli Morgan, if you really want to go down that path, even with like with the 40 man roster, I mean, who, I don't really know any guys right now that I can, that I can really say, all right, let's go use this guy right now. So it's, I think right now the Guardians are kind of in It's not like how it was like what two, three seasons ago, where you had like the whole rotation and then you had like four guys in AAA ready to go. Now it's kind of like kind of at your own will of like, what do you want to, who do you want to go with at this point? So I don't know.
0: yeah, you, you definitely don't have that that like spot starter that you could just go grab from triple A really quickly. At least not a, a reliable one. And a couple of names for me that come to mind are Xavier Curry. I mean, he made a couple of starts last year and he was pitching yeah. it today uh against Arizona. But you also have Cody Morris. He is on the 40 man roster right now. So yeah. that could be somebody that they maybe slide into the rotation to to take his spot and be at the back end of the rotation. But it, it really is difficult because even like you say Eli Morgan who's somebody that I believe could do it, mm-hmm. but now you're taking away a, a a multi-inning reliever from the bullpen and to have him start yeah. you know in the rotation. So there really yeah. is consequence to every action that you take. And it's like okay, well, you know what is what is the team gonna look like after you make this move? And what's the one safe move that we can do to kind of keep the rotation afloat until he comes back.
1: Yeah, because like you said, like even like with um you know with Morris I mean you know last year he was you know three games one and two with a 2.28 ERA it's 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 not bad you'll take it for you know starting five games so I mean if you want to go with Morris because he's got some experience I know it's I know it's a small sample size but like you said at least now you're not losing Eli Morgan out of the pen but like I don't know I don't envy Tito right now <laughs> figuring out okay who are we who are we gonna use as our fifth starter without having to like shorten the bullpen at all because the bullpen already it's like even past those guys, you're kind of like it's it like it's gonna make things very interesting for the Guardians of like figuring out roster reconfigurations already without you know hindering some other groups in the process.
0: Right. Yeah. And really quickly, just as I'm looking it up, I'm going to throw out one name and then tell me what you think about it. Uh, we, we signed Tukey Toussaint in the offseason this year, and he did make eight starts last year with a four six two ERA. So he does have starting experience. Obviously, right. he's not as consistently good as, you know, baseball fans hoped he would have been. And I mean, you can ask Atlanta fans on that. Yeah. But it is an option that even if it's short term, that Tito could use it in the meantime.
1: Yeah, I, it would definitely be short term. If I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they do go with him as their fifth guy. I wouldn't be surprised if you're looking at a we're going to see how this goes for a couple innings, and then we're probably going to pull you four and Eli mm-hmm. Morgan. Sure, sure, at least. Yeah, like if you if you're like you're struggling the first like two or three innings, we're going to yank you. Now here comes Eli Morgan out of the pen who's going to eat you some innings, and then you don't want to run into the situation we've had almost every other year where it's like guys are going to get abused by postseason because they've pitched like sixty, seventy innings out of the pen. So he's not a bad option. It's it's one of the, it for me. It'd be like all right, three innings. If you're not if you're not dialed in by like the third yanking you know we're going with, we're going with the pen at that point so yeah it, it it's it's an interesting option for sure
0: <laughs> yeah next thing you know every fifth day we're going to be looking like the tampa bay rays because we're going to throw an opener out there for Oof. two innings and then go to the bullpen i mean that'll be rough but yeah hope we don't go that route hopefully not. you I mean, never know we we could i mean brian shaw just got released are we looking at a third reunion <laughs> with him
1: <laughs> why why not just bring the band back together again might as well
0: back? I mean,
1: hey, hey, what's I know? Kip just retired. Can we talk about uh, talking about retirement and bring him back as a bench guy? It's just,
0: I would would like that.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be upset either, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, we could be like Oakland, (laughs) like who's even on the rotation at this point? I mean, nothing, against no idea. I feel, I mean, I feel bad for the team and the fans for the guys who have to deal with that, but it's just, yeah, I mean, it could be worse, but I don't know, it's. Yeah, losing sticks this early is – I mean, I guess if you want to look at it in 2020 hindsight or, like, you know, at least it's now and not postseason. Like, he gets hurt with, like, a month left into the season and he's missing, like, the last month and possibly postseason. So, I guess get it out of the way sooner rather than later, even though it does sound bad, but I
0: guess (laughs) – Right. Uh, You you don't want injury, but it's rather get it out the way now than – Yeah, You can make – a, a great point. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of 2016 when it was all on Kluber's hands, and you, you didn't oh, have Cookie. Out there. Like, imagine <laughs> if we had Cookie up there just to back him up a little bit, and we didn't oh, have my, that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, losing Cookie for a good bit. I mean, yeah, yeah that was that was just that was just terrible timing across. Because like, I mean, even then, like losing Cookie, you lose like a thing. Like, I think we lost like another guy too. Like, we were down a good number of starters right off the rip, and you're just like. Well, this is gonna be interesting.
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, no. It's it's definitely a huge blow early, but I mean it's the, the season isn't lost in the first couple months, but you don't want to put yourself too far in a hole where you're like, All right, well, I'm gonna have to take about the next uh, six months to get out of this like five and twenty-five hole or something. So yeah, I, don't think it, I don't think it's, be, I don't think it's be that bad, but it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see for sure if we when we get to the fifth guy in the, in the rotation and see what the guardians do at that point yeah
0: now can i can i interest you in uh shohei otani i know there's there's been a, a lot of quote-unquote rumors obviously it's not real but uh yeah. some talk within fans on on twitter which we all know is not a real place anyway but Yeah, Uh, can I interest you in if
1: you're you're a blue check mark? What does that mean anymore? (laughs) That
0: very, very true. Great point. But I mean, uh, we could we could sign Otani to a 30 year deal for 700 million. You know, pay it off over time.
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, we could go to Bobby Vanilla range or Ken Griffey Jr. range, where you're still getting paid exactly,
0: just deferred payments.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's defer payments to show Otani until about the year twenty ninety five. She should be all right. She should be okay. Right, right. Um, right. I mean, I, I mean, obviously you want to take Otani. I mean, now, if you're Russo, don't don't even talk about Otani and Mike Trout and all that because that wasn't fun. That was just. Mm. But, I mean, I would love to get Otani. Like, I mean. That's, like, the dude. But I mean, who like, wouldn't? That would be. Yeah. I mean, who, like, if you say no, I don't know what. I You you might need to get checked. You might need to get checked if you don't get Otani. <laughs> but it, at the same time, it's, like, I'm curious to see, like, what the what the asking price would be for a Hey, Otani. Like, are you talking like. Oh, uh, it's going to be first? astronomically yeah, high. Yeah, because you're talking, like, probably multiple first-round picks. You're probably talking, like, a buttload of prospects. Probably a good, like, two or three roster guys. Like. I could not even imagine I couldn't even imagine what the asking price would be if they even get Otani in the first place. And like what's the like so what's the contract look like? Like fifteen years five hundred million or fifteen years seven fifty? Like it's gonna be stupidly insane. I would I mean I would love to see it happen. It's just what's the package? That's the thing, because you don't wanna lose like Jose Ramirez or Andres Amendez or you're losing the nailers or beams or someone like that. I, if if it made sense, let's go for it. I mean, money is money. Like obviously, you can tell by like teams make money regardless. I mean, there's teams last yeah. year made millions and billions of dollars in profit, even though they aren't getting the people to come. But don't believe that narrative. Teams are still right, making right, right. money.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, hopefully these fans turn out because we do have a couple offseason signings that we got that are new to the roster this year. So uh, the two biggest ones, obviously Josh Bell at first base, and mm-hmm. probably be a, a platoon with Josh Naylor and uh, Mike Zanino, who will be taking over the catching duties from, um, of course, I forget his name now, but
1: oh, oh Austin Hedges and uh, yeah. thank you,
0: Austin Hedges. Yes, I yeah. mean, so so, what are your ideas on that? Because obviously, I th- I, for me, I think they they are not huge upgrades but exactly i think they're exactly what we need you know given their production and and the value that we got them for
1: yeah i would say zunino for me is probably the biggest one i i love austin hedges like i mean he was a dude's dude like how can you not love him it's like he embraced cleveland i i mean hopefully he does get in pittsburgh i mean pittsburgh needs it but i'm hoping it is well over there i think with zunino i mean you get like we see what he did in tampa where he's also been to like He's always consistent and he it's not like Guardians of the Past where it's like it's all defense and no offense. It's kind of like he's a good combination of both. Like he's a good defensive, he's a good defensive catcher, but he also brings you at least some offense to the to the equation. So I think that will be a huge step up in that department. Because as I love hedges, not really offensive. Like I think our last really good offensive catcher we had was like, I think like Victor Martinez. Like I don't really know any other Yeah, game. on a on a consistent
0: basis, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I literally. mean, you could probably add in Carlos Santana, but yeah, even his early yeah. catcher days, he wasn't as good defensively. But yeah, from an no, offensive yeah, he, standpoint, he, he was yeah,
1: offensively, yeah, offensively is fine. But yeah, defensively, that's why you kind of saw him go to first base because it was kind of like but I mean I think Zunino is a huge improvement because you get kind of a good mix of both sides of the thing too, and he's he's got a lot of good experience. I think we definitely make it interesting for this rotation that we have. Josh Bell, I mean, what more can you say about this guy? Everywhere he goes, he just just blasts home runs to the next like county over in the next state. So I mean, as long as as long as the average is good, like I'm like I'm all for power. Like if you got if you got a power bat, you need it good, great. Because that's kind of where baseball is at right now, but for me, as long as the strikeouts stay a little bit down than usual, and like we see a little bit more of an average, or at least just on base percentage gets a little creep up from what we're usually seeing from him, I think they be. Another, I think both of them are great additions to the team. It, it definitely it doesn't make Josh be every day first base. Gives him chance maybe like see play a little, bit, a little bit of outfield or give him some DH time too. So you know he's not getting banged up every day at first base. Because like, what, like for me, it's like when do we have like, our last great first baseman? It's been a while since we have like we've had like the dude outside of Carlos Santana at first base, like Jim Tomy. So it's yeah, it's
0: Yeah, I think that's easily the answer.
1: Yeah. So I mean I like both additions. I think like you said, they're not massive upgrades, but I think it's a good upgrade for a team that's kind of like, Okay, we did it last year with this group. Let's add a couple more, you know, bats to the lineup and see how it works out. I mean you can't go wrong. I mean, it's you know, at least at least the Guardians are getting guys that could do something. So it's not like, you know, after two thousand one team where it was like who's on the roster type, type stuff. So I mean but yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I wanna I wanna throw out a couple of stats really quickly because you were talking about Zanino and his offense. Obviously, I mean, just like you, I love Austin Hedges, but any offense at this point will be better than what he gave us, and unfortunately, because he was really good defensively, he was one of the best oh, yeah. catchers defensively uh in the league, and he handled the pitching staff very well. But um, last year, Mike Zanino he he struggled last year. He hit 148, uh, five yeah. home runs, only drove in 16 runs. But the year before that, uh, in 109 games, he hit 216 with 33 home runs and had an 860 OPS. So I mean, yeah. even though the average isn't isn't great, he obviously gives you a little bit of the upside with some more pop than Austin Hedges does. So, and and that's kind of what we're looking for. We obviously are going to have the defense. Defense is very important to to any team. I mean, it's it's the the old school days of all defense, no offense, are kind of over. So to have a catcher that can give you a little bit of offense like he does, and even Roberto Perez a couple years ago, I mean, he struck oh, out a yeah. lot and hit around two hundred, but he did have. 20 plus home runs in the, in the same time. So he was kind of like your modern hitter, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I would say Jan Gomes, like even Yanni kind of went off. You know, like he, he gave you some offense too. It's, it, I think catchers, it's just tough. Like, like, I think last year in general, baseball just struggled with offense for a good bit because it seemed like the pitchers were just absolutely just tearing everyone up. So it's, it's one of those things where like look, you look at catchers, it's kind of like the bygone eras of like, you're not going to get like a Mike Piazza or, you know, those guys are gonna go. I mean, like un- unless yeah, you the, find the like Joe Mowers,
0: Yeah. The Joe Mowers well, and like, the uh the Buster posies.
1: Yeah, well, unless you got like JT Realmuto or Adley Rushman mm-hmm. stuff like that, where you're getting like these guys that like are generational catchers and stuff like that, where these guys are gonna pop off and like you're like, you know, um uh Salvador Perez like those type guys who are like, okay, we're just going to, you know, just absolutely just just send nukes to like the triple deck. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's unfortunately catchers that with massive pop like that, you're not going to get a whole lot of them. So it's kind of like you're almost like rolling the dice on finding guys that can be consistent enough for you to where it's like, okay, your average isn't like you said, 120 something. For me, if, if a catcher gives you 200, like a, above 200 in any aspect i'm, I'm it's, happy it's, we have, we have, it's a good, yeah for me uh, that's a good season it. if you're if you're over 200 as a catcher you wouldn't even have to hit 250 as long as you're at like 225 i'll take it because at least it's something at least you're at least you've got a pulse and you're giving me something somewhere offensively right. even if it is like 15 right. 20 bombs just give me something of an average <laughs>
0: as long as yeah, even 15 20 bombs getting, yeah 15 to 20 bombs as a catcher i mean i, I think any team will take that at this point like yeah, obviously exactly. you have your standout like you're saying with jt Romuto and salvador perez but like yeah. 15 to 20 when's the last time we've consistently had a catcher 15 to 20 home runs <sighs> it's like <been> a bit. <laughs> exactly so it, it's like, Maybe they, like they don't, grow. They don't like <laughs> yeah. yeah like these these great offensive catchers don't grow on trees so to get even that little bit of production We'll yeah, take that because I'll yeah, even so take fifteen to twenty home runs from yeah. a middle infielder, and even you know, Andres Jimenez hit seventeen last year. So, right, that's exactly the kind of production it. we're talking about.
1: Yeah, like as long as it's not a point one in front of it, I'm fine. Just give me point two, and we're okay. At least, at least we're getting something. So, mm-hmm. like I said, e- even if it's like seven bombs, okay, fine. At least it's something.
0: <laughs>
1: so, right, right, right. Yeah, this is yeah, it's one of those things.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. um, Moving on to just the roster as a whole. I mean, going into spring training, I think all Guardians fans kind of knew already what the, the opening day roster was gonna look like and have those yeah. key characters that we knew were gonna be there. But um what is your outlook of the roster going into opening day? I mean, ESPN has this ranked as the tenth best lineup, and what I was super surprised at was that we had the fourth best bullpen. Again, this is according to ESPN and their rankings, but what is your mindset on that? What are what are a couple of strengths and weaknesses that you see for this team?
1: I would definitely say if you're mostly looking at the roster. I mean, obviously starting pitching. Well, Sticks is now gone, so that's gonna I think that's gonna change it a little bit. But I mean, you still got Sun Young winner, Shane Bieber. I mean, he's always considered I mean it's Shane Bieber. I are mean, we really surprised how good the Biebs is? It's like he's the dude. So I mean, it's you know. Class A, I mean the dude throws gas. Like you're you're closing, you're gonna be fine. I'm hoping James Karanchek gets to where he was a couple seasons ago where he was just dang your lights out, basically. So I'm i I'm a hoping Plisak can kind of find his game that he had a couple years back too. Cause I feel bad for him, but it's just like he is struggling. I'm hoping he figures it out. Quantrill, he's good. I mean J Ram. Are we like this dude is like? Everyone, I see everyone puts him like eighth, ninth, best in the league. No, this dude is like easily top five. I would like I would love to say top three, but Aaron Judge, Trout, Otani, okay, I'll I'll give you that as the top three, but Jerm is a, is at least fifth. So I mean, you're good there. Eh, I mean, I'm hoping Miles I He's he's good. He's fast. He's good. I'd like to see a little bit more production out of him. I, for me right now, it's kind of like I'm weary. Outside of Stephen Kwan, I'm kind of weary about our outfield. I mean, I'm hoping Will Brennan does good. I'm hoping Oscar Gonzalez, you know, because he, he, he finally, you know, we saw what he was supposed to be. I would say, I would probably say outfield and first base is kind of like where I'm still kind of little weary on if that makes sense it's like i said kwan's good i'm not worried about that it's just kind of the rest of the outfield and like i said first base i mean as long as josh bell does what he's supposed to do and as long as you know josh is really good too we should be all right but i would say most, i would say even like some there's some question marks even for the bullpen too a little bit outside of like class a karen check and those guys it's I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting, Like at least like with second and short, and especially with Gabriel Arias being up, too. It's it's definitely going to make things very, very interesting for our middle infield as well. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like I was saying, I was surprised that ESPN had our bullpen as the fourth best, because yeah. if you ask me, that would be the one area of the team that I would have liked this the team to kind of address in the offseason, because I, I yeah. don't not to say that I don't believe in the bullpen because I do, but like you were saying, other than Chack and Class A at the back end, and maybe Eli Morgan on a good day in the front end, <clears throat> it's like, what's the one guy that we could run out there? I don't, I don't even want to say like Brian Shaw type because I mean that guy's just different. You could throw him out there every day. Yeah, I who's mean... who's the guy that we're gonna put out there to get us out of a, a pinch or just eat up some innings if you need to because. I don't currently. I don't see it. So I mean, there's some other right. questions like you said with first base and in outfield, but for me, it's bullpen. That's that's kind of the biggest question mark for me.
1: Yeah, because I mean, Nick Sandlin. It's like Sand. It's like Sandlin, Trevor, Steph, Trevor Stephen. Maybe, maybe you can get something out of that. It's just, yeah, like you said, Eli Morgan. Karen Shaq, I mean Tim Haran, I'm I want to see what he does. Sam Hedges. Like at one point we all thought Sam Hedges was gonna be a starter. That went to the wayside when he now he's a bullpen guy. Like, is it Hunter Gaddis? I'm not really sure how he's gonna be. Uh Dala Santos. I was kind of worried on him last year, still kind of amps so like I agree with you. I would say right now the bullpen it's definitely there's there is it, for me. I don't like you said, I don't see the dude who's going to be consistent inning eater every single game, it seems like. It seems like there's going to be a lot of – they're going to try to, like, platoon a lot of guys and, like, you know, do a, a massive rotation of guys. It's not like, here's your seventh, here's your eighth, here's your ninth, or, you know, okay, we're down a bunch of runs. Let's go in here. You're going in the sixth, like, three innings up and get us to the ninth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that dude for us outside of – Morgan Karachuk and Class A.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you were saying, the bullpen is kind of my biggest question. So I, I do want to look ahead now towards the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were talking about before, we do anticipate this team competing for the AL central again, possibly repeating. So, so what do you have the team as at the trade deadline or do you think they are buyers or sellers? What do you think?
1: I would say, I, w- I would say they're buyers, in my opinion, because of the fact that you look at the rest of the division, I don't see a lot of, like, there wasn't, for me, it was like I didn't see a lot of splash impacts with even, like, Minnesota, Chicago, and stuff like that, because like, Chicago lost some big bats out of their lineup, I didn't really see a whole lot of coming from them, Minnesota didn't really, outside of, like, New Jersey's, didn't really see a whole lot of moving out of those guys, Detroit... I feel like the whole div- the division as a whole didn't really see a whole lot of movement to where like it moves the needle where someone else could take a spot. So I would say right now the guardians are in a good spot to be buyers and like, you know, get some upgrades, you know, like say we get to the deadline. Okay. There are some holes we need to fill. We have the, we have the money. Let's, let's go get some guys to take us over the next step. Cause if we, we're looking good for a division, okay, let's add these guys, make a, make a push. So I say they're buyers because right now the rest of the division is kind of like they're there, but they're not going to be like a big like hindrance to us, I believe, for, for me. That's what I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree with you with the whole buyer standpoint. The rest of the division, they, it kind of seemed like they were in a standstill pretty much. I think the biggest thing was what the Twins re-signing Carlos Correa, but outside of that, it's like, what else are they going to offer? and so as far as being buyers i'm going to go back to the bullpen and can, that would be the one thing that i would hope they would address i don't, i can't yeah. anticipate what the bullpen will look like come summer late summer yeah. but if you ask me it's still going to be what i think is the biggest weakness on the team so i think yeah. i would really love for them to go kind of go after that that multi-inning guy that's going to eat up a couple of innings but also hopefully be under team control for a couple of years because you know we're we're a team that wants to compete for a while and um it doesn't exactly have to be um you know what we got a couple of years ago with Andrew Miller but right, maybe yeah. something close to that would that be would that be too much to ask for do you think cuz that would no, be the biggest I, thing for me
1: No I th- I think that'd be a good spot honestly if we can go out there and go grab someone you know and use them somewhere I wouldn't be upset with it I mean it's you you gotta make moves where you can to make the team better. So I mean, honestly, if we go out there and go get someone for like a bullpen move, I wouldn't be upset that because at least you're actually going out there and doing something with it. So I can see that as a possible let's go get some bullpen arms and go from there, cause you just never know. So I mean I really I really wouldn't be upset with that if we get some bullpen arms by the deadline because mm-hmm. at least it kind of shores up that area and at least gives more flexibility. And stuff like that. So I mean I can see it. I mean, if we're talking like a certain bullpen guy, I would love to go get Logan Gilbert out of Seattle wouldn't be a bad option if you want to go get a bullpen arm. I mean, mm-hmm. last year last year 13 and six with the three two zero era at 174 strikeouts, 185 innings pitched. It's not bad. So I mean, it's it wouldn't be bad if you want to go get mm-hmm. someone like that. So it's just I don't know it's it's definitely going to be interesting by the deadline, but I, I, I agree with you. I think both tend to be the way to go.
0: Yeah, I do want to ask you really quickly about the outfield because that was one of the questions that you had when we are talking mm-hmm. about this team. Um, what, what do you anticipate from somebody like Straw and even Oscar Gonzalez? Because if you ask me, I think Oscar Gonzalez is really the key to this team's success because he's the biggest wild card. You just don't know what you're going to get out of him because he has the build – and the talent to be that really good everyday route f- right fielder that can mm. hit for a decent average, but obviously have the power as well. And even Miles Straw, who this uh, spring training is hitting 364, which is light years better than what he's been hitting the past oh year gosh. and a half with the team. So yeah, if he can carry that into the regular season, and Oscar Gonzalez can hopefully even be a little bit of what we hope he can be, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we don't even need to look at upgrading the outfield, But but what do you think?
1: I mean, if we I mean, if we get the production that we think that we should be getting out of these guys, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with it either. It's just like like you said, like sh- yes, Straw's having a great spring. Will it translate into the regular season? That's where I'm kind of like, all right, let's see how he's going to be, and especially to where like where is he going to be in the lineup? That's also another thing as well, because it's like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen Kwan's going to be like your leadoff guy all season because that dude can just get on base like it's like no one's business. So I mean. With Oscar Gonzalez, I agree with you. It's like he is a wild card. He could make or break what how this team does. It's just I would love to see more consistency out of him because, like you said, you don't know who you're going to get. And it's like if you're in the dog days of like back in July, early August, you know, is he is he going to be one of those guys where he's hitting consistently on a daily basis or you're kind of like are we using him for certain situations against certain like pitchers and stuff like that. So it's like for me I would love to say if these guys are playing great all season then no, we don't have to upgrade there, but I'm also not going to be I would still keep an eye out on the outfield of like okay, these guys are playing okay, but if we can go get someone to upgrade to be a little bit more consistent then yes, let's go do it. So it's not the most glaring need for this team right now, but I would say it's definitely one to keep an eye on for a good majority of the season. Because, like you said, you can't rely on one guy that in the outfield to do everything for you, defensively or offensively, or we both, right. really.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, really quickly, Oscar Gonzalez, and I don't put too much weight on spring training, but I think it does kind of give you a good idea of where their head is at probably. But yeah, for sure. People who do put that weight into it, Oscar Gonzalez is hitting two forty one with one home run and fifty four at at-bats this month, so... Hopefully you can see those numbers jump up just a little bit, you know, going into yeah. the regular season, which I don't doubt that they will. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not the most glaring need, but I think it's going to be an area of work to keep an eye on and see. okay, this might be, have to be an upgrade at some point. So like I said, it's not like, it's not like the bullpen, like you said. <laughs> so it's just one of those. Let's just keep an eye on and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. So looking ahead at the, the whole season, you know in in total what do you think uh the 2023 Cleveland Guardians have in store for its fans
1: i mean we, we saw it last year with this team like there i mean there's a couple new faces but you're bringing a lot of this team back so i mean it, you're you're not it's not like a big shakeup you're not seeing like Philadelphia or the Dodgers or you're seeing like you know a lot of these teams like the Mets going and getting like five six different guys and like shaking up the entire roster you you're, you're getting what you're getting so at least there you know there's that consistency of like okay these guys did it last year no one thought they were gonna do it they did so I would expect you know more of more of last year maybe not as gritty <laughs> as we saw them last year where it was a lot of like small balls gonna kill you so I mean we still might get that but I think we might get a little bit more of an of like pop and offense rather than like all right we're gonna just grind you to death um, I, I see them win the division again. I really do. Because like I like I said, I outside of Korea, staying in Minnesota, I don't really see any t- other team in our division getting an upgrade that's going to, like, worry the team too much. I mean, unless the team shoots themselves in the foot, which hopefully they don't. But I don't really see the rest of the division really giving the Guardians very much trouble unless it's, like, the baseball gods are, you know, Intervening in some cases, but like I said, I think we're gonna get more of like more of last year, same with the same team, a couple different faces. But I, I, I see the I see a back to back division title mm-hmm. coming to mm-hmm. Cleveland.
0: How many games do you think they, uh, they win in the regular season, and how far do you think they go in the postseason?
1: I would say probably 92 to like 94 games, I think, would be a good win total for them. And I think depending on. I guess depending on who we're facing in the playoffs, I mean, I could, pro- I could probably see an ALCS. I could see an ALCS appearance, it, like, depending on, you know, who they're like, who they're facing in the first round and stuff like that. Because, I mean, obviously the AL East isn't going to be an issue. It, it always is. I guess also depending into how does how Seattle do out of the West, you know, do the Angels finally get over the hump of actually making the playoff with no rotation or is Houston going to Houston again and just be everyone, be a a thorn in everyone's side. So I could possibly see an ALCS if it works in our favor. And if everyone stays healthy and and like, we get a lot more production across everyone and not just like four guys, you know, like Jay Ram and Jimenez Jimenez and Quan and those guys, if everyone's clicking, I I can see an ALCS appearance.
0: Mm. I'm actually glad you said that because you, you sound, you basically took the words out of my mouth. I literally had the same conversation the other day. I'm like, I I can actually see this team making it to the championship series. I don't think that's really out of the realm of possibility, Mm -hmm. but it will depend. I think on who we get in like the first round. And I'm like a, a Seattle, even a Toronto, I think will be really tough, especially even like a Tampa. We've seen Tampa, Tampa Bay, Mm -hmm. They're a small market team, but they don't play like a small market team.
1: No, because they go get their guys because they they do their due diligence of, like, a lot of small things that, like, okay, it makes sense because these guys know how to play together as a team. It's not just names on a sheet. It's, like, they kind of work together.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So... I would like to pencil them in for an ALCS, but I mean, if we're gonna, you know, play the Yankees again, it's gonna just be that much tougher. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna count them out, obviously, but I I, I favor them in a matchup with like Seattle or Toronto. But you just kind of have to wait and see how those guys are playing at the end of the year because Seattle they were pretty much on fire, and then, like you said, they ran into Houston, and that fire went out very quickly. Unfortunately,
1: I mean, unfortunately, I, I. Honestly, like I think Seattle's a really fun team. I like if they can run it back like they did the last year, because it seems like they kind of are, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. It's just I hope it's not Houston. I'm so sick of seeing Houston. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Houston, it's like Houston and the Yankees. I'm just so sick and tired of those guys. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. like the Reds, the Red Sox are the Red Sox. Take it or leave it as it is. I think it's just Yankees and Astros. I'm so tired of
0: seeing Yeah. You're you're speaking know. for me and just about every Cleveland Guardians fan at this point, and probably even every baseball fan. I mean, everybody hates the Yankees, right? But I, I have so much Houston Astros fatigue at this point. Like I'm so over it. Like I'm I'm happy for them because uh-huh. they hadn't won yet, and the last time they had any re- resemblance of success was 2005 when they lost the World Series against Chicago. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm so over it at this point. Like
1: yeah, like like it wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't like their first championship was just massive scandal, and then it's like okay. Yeah. They won the second one, and it's kind of like, okay, it's not as bad, I guess, but it's still kind of like it's still – But you
0: there. you already annoyed us up to this point, so we're still not happy that you won again.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just fatigue of like, okay, I'm so sick of seeing Houston because of the fact that it's, it's just like you're good, but it's like are you good?
0: Right. So but, but you got to think about it. Like this isn't an, an Astros show, but they did just add Jose Abreu as well. So oh, that's know, just – uh, Another hitter that we have to worry about.
1: At least he's not in the center anymore, so it's not as bad. But it's still annoying as crap. They, you know i I wish we I wish we saw Michael Brantley. I wanted <laughs> doctors. I wanted Doctor Smooth back. It's like, oh, he's a free agent. Will he? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not. So right. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big I'm a huge Michael Brantley guy. He's he was my favorite Indian slash guardian for a long time because he was mostly an Indian. But yeah. <sighs> If we got if we got his smooth bat back in the lineup, wouldn't be upset. <laughs> Would not be not upset. not at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's move on to some some fun news. We don't talk about the Astros anymore because we don't like them. But yeah. news coming out today that Andres Jimenez, All Star second baseman, finally got that contract extension. Uh, seven years, one hundred and six million, I believe. Yes. Yeah, uh, so years. what? Are, yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously, coming off of last year. Oh yeah, obviously deserved it i mean he made that jump to kind of floundering middle infielder prospect to i mean a, a legitimate all-star player
1: i mean yeah i mean you look at because you, you i think we got him in that in the match trade which was mm-hmm. like okay how is he gonna do because that's some big holes to fill because you're talking like francisco lindor is no longer on the team that's a whole saga in and of itself but it's like you hope he did well. Cause like him and Amit Rosario, it was like, it was, I think on just a just the way he came in with another infielder. Like they're kind of in the same area. I think it kind of just didn't really help him. I guess it's kind of like the way the guardians kind of went about it was really tough on him starting out. Cause like you're already big holes to fill with Lendo gone. Now you're like trying to fight time with Cesar Hernandez at the time who was like your everyday second baseman but now you're trying to fight with Ahmed Rosario and Rosario's going back and forth from outfield to, sh- to short as well so it was tough but now you made Jimenez like your everyday second baseman you give him comfortable space to actually you know grow his game instead of having to like look over his shoulder every day of, am I gonna play am I gonna be sitting and stuff like that so like you said he took a big step last year all-star stuff like that and he It's a great contract. I'm just so glad that Guardians actually gave someone a contract that's actually worth being excited about. Because for a long time, a lot of the contracts you see aren't really, it's like, meh, or they're not even here. So it's, I'm hoping it's one of those, okay, we're going to see a new trend of like guys getting contracts. Guys are going to stay here longer than like two or three seasons. Then they get too much and we got to ship them out. So... Honestly, seven years 106. I think it's a great contract. You you got your second, you got your everyday second baseman middle infield is you know mostly shored up. I think it's a great deal. It's so I'm so glad that he got the money that he deserved, and we got our everyday second baseman now.
0: So, what do you think that does for the middle info prospects? Because if he's going to be entrenched sh- at second base, which we don't fully know that answer yet, um right. but you do have Ahmed Rosario, who there has been talks that he's also uh currently in talks to possibly get an extension. And I mean, fans have have been kind of wanting him gone since he got here. And I've kind of been not kind of been I have been pro Ahmed Rosario since he got here. I think he yeah. kind of gets the short end of the stick when it comes to fans and. I mean, as baseball fans, we do know that a guy moving all over the field can affect your your mental and your your offensive numbers as well. And the numbers back it up because once he was entrenched in shortstop in 2021, his numbers improved. And even last year, he had 11 home runs, 71 RBI. He led the league in singles. He led the league in triples. Uh, I believe his 71 RBI was fourth most as a shortstop in the American League. So we're talking about somebody who definitely doesn't suck. But maybe yeah. doesn't live up to the bill, as you said, uh, f- you know, filling shoes with the size of Francisco Lindor, who was there before him, and you have a, a guy playing next to him who also is a natural shortstop who has better offensive numbers than him. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Because is that going to entrench Jimenez at second base, and if so, what does that do for the prospects coming up behind them?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean. Regardless, it's gonna be impossible for indoor shoes because you're talking about a guy who had speed, fielding, pop, five-tool guy. guy. Yeah, a five, a six-tool guy because he also had personality. So I just call him. Yeah, a absolutely.
0: Guy. So yeah.
1: I mean, regardless, that's gonna to be tough to replace a guy like Lindor. But for me, it's like, him. Maness is doing a great job at second. Do you want to entrench him at second? I kind of no. Because if he's a natural shortstop, I would love him to be in his natural side. But if, you, if you're if you trying to open more space for other guys that's short, I can see that. For me, it's like, what do you do with Gable Arias? Because this dude was supposed to be like the next dude in the infield. I know they have him as a third baseman. You're not cracking this line at third base as long as Jose Ramirez is a Cleveland guardian. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. So for me, I would rather, because I think, because didn't um because isn't Gabriel Arias like a natural shortstop too? Even though they're listing him as a third baseman, uh,
0: I bu- I believe so, and he did also make the opening day roster as a backup to I believe each infield spot, so he'll definitely yeah. be there.
1: Yeah, so for me, it's kind of like I don't want to keep shoestringing Gabriel Arias because he's supposed to be like the next guy for us. I would I would rather. If we're gonna go with a like a super utility guy, I like a Rosario. I have no problem with them. I just think that the like I said, going back to when we first got him and Jimenez at the same time, him bouncing around back and forth, it just wasn't helping. Like you said, he did good last year when he was like the guy at short, but I don't. If we're gonna extend him too, what do you do with Arias at that point? Because you can't keep just using him on the bench or sending him to Triple A because after a while, it's gonna get old. And you're gonna need him because he's supposed to be your best pro- infield prospect. Where he, like, where else are you gonna put him? So it's like, I like, yeah, you want young guys in this roster, but you don't want to just have guys stuck somewhere and stuff like that. If like, if it was me, I I know it's it's a tough thing for Matt Rosario, but it's like, at that point, either use him as your super utility guy or figure him out in the outfield or do something because it's like you said, you don't want to have like your best prospects just floundering as a bench guy or floundering in triple a because now you've got you know jose ramirez at third you got jimenez at second those two spots are automatically locked up and then if you if you extend a rosario how long is that contract going to be for because you're not going to throw areas at first because you got bell and josh Naylor over there so yeah i i think it's definitely gonna it's it's going to put a lot, it, it definitely, like it's a great contract to have for a menace, but it definitely puts a wrench into the system of like, okay, well, what do you do with the med Rosario? If you give him a contract extension, because what happens to every other guy behind, like you said, it's, it's going to be tough for those prospects. they all those middle infield guys are going to get absolutely log jammed, which has been mm-hmm. a thing of the, the last few years. That's what we were worried about the last few years. Cause they just kept training for infielders, like middle infield guys. And it's like, we don't need twenty in, mill infielders in this organization. We only got like two spots, but mm. I don't know. It's, it's it's a tough spot. If I'm a mill infielder right now, I'd be worried because it's like, are you ever gonna yeah. make the? Are you ever gonna make the roster?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't have the numbers to back this up, but there's a little bit of trivia that I believe is true. Uh, Andres Jimenez contract is the second largest signed by a Cleveland baseball player I believe. The largest would be uh Jose Ramirez at 141 million. Uh yeah. Jimenez is 106 and um I will give you this question. What is the largest free agent contract that um the Guardians have given a player? Guardians or Indians. If you know.
1: Oh man. I, the, I have one name that keeps coming back to me, and I, I I'm hope I'm wrong by this, but wasn't it wasn't it Ellis Burks out of nowhere Or I could be wrong? I, I want to say Ellis Burks, but I'm, I could be absolutely wrong on this. So I don't think it's so this is, that huge.
0: Yeah, this is a little bit of information that I just find fun, so I like to tease people with it. It's actually right. Edwin Encarnacion, which is signed for three oh, years yeah. for a whopping $60 million. <laughs> 60. <laughs> yeah.
1: Those guys get normal contracts in any other big club, and that's like our biggest free agent sign with 60 million. I forgot,
0: yeah.
1: I forgot. I know I remember we had Edwin Cross, it wasn't long, but
0: yeah. I mean, we, we traded him in his contract year. So we had him yeah. for two full seasons, then we traded him yeah,
1: last yeah, year. So. Yeah. yeah, oh my gosh. 60 million. Wow. I, I yeah. guess I thought it was like Ellis Burks because they brought him way, like, right before, like, the massive, like, black hole that we had for a little bit. But, she's 60 million for Edward and Carnacion. Who would have thought? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Big difference between wow. 60 and 100 plus, right? So,
1: just the. Especially for <laughs> Cleveland baseball, just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm even surprised we're even in the hundred million range for this team, honestly.
0: I mean to have two players making over a hundred million at the same time. I mean that's pretty huge, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, that, for, for Cleveland.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, not 90s Indians baseball at this point, where it's like, hey, here's contracts, here's contracts, right. here's contracts. Right. Now it's kind of like you might get a hundred million. Your best bet is maybe 80 or 90, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, to have three guys in the triple digits. I'm like, not upset.
0: Mm-hmm. At,
1: le- at least we know we have money.
0: <laughs> right. All right. We're g- We're going to end it really quickly uh, with some quick hitters. I'm going to give you uh, a topic and I just want you to kind of give me a two, three, four word phrase that first comes to your mind. Okay. All right, so first one is uh, the middle of the lineup that consists of Jose Ramirez, Josh Bell, and Josh Naylor.
1: Absolute power.
0: I like that. Next one is the bullpen. We touched on a little bit earlier.
1: Ah, jeez. Hope and pray. (laughs) (laughs) i
0: i couldn't i couldn't have said any better I hope, I hope and pray i like that
1: hope and pray with a little gas because <laughs> class a classy
0: yeah all right next one is future of tristan mckenzie
1: oh healthy good to
0: go all right last one is uh the extension for Andre jimenez
1: promising really excited
0: all right there you have it so you know <laughs> going in this year hopefully everything is looking up right so yeah for sure all right well thank you zach we'll get you out of here thanks for hopping on the podcast really quickly talk some guardians Oh, yeah, appreciate uh, oh old time's sake i miss doing this you know
1: yeah right yeah it's it's, it's been a big rocking the jake days and all that stuff yeah it's it's been a bit but no like i guess i appreciate you giving me the invite episode one it's always good to talk. i haven't talked guardians in a while so it's kind of good to kind of get back into baseball talk again so right. yeah, i appreciate that man all
0: right zach where where can they find you and what show do you have of your own
1: yeah so uh i'm actually the host of the search cast which is actually talks about the carolina hurricanes of the, of the nhl so a little different having you know, go from <laughs> hockey back into baseball but yeah i uh got my own thing over there. Um, if you want to find me on socials, uh, it's one sure Zach. That's only sure Zach. Uh, that's my Twitter. Uh, if you want to go check out my podcast it's at The SearchCast on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram and also on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, I think we're over 60 something episodes now when we're like 10 games left in the regular season at this point. So getting closer to playoff hockey, but yeah. So uh, I do a, occasionally talk baseball especially since we're getting right back into it got my free mlb tv because i'm a t-mobile person so. same same yeah, i, I just i just got my free mlb tv this year so i'm really excited to use that because i live in mm-hmm. south carolina now so originally from northeast ohio but it's gonna be nice to watch them uh, baseball for sure <laughs> absolutely yeah, I, not stuck I, with I not wait. stuck with the braves all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you have it <laughs> all right well thanks zach uh Yeah. So thanks for hopping on, like I said, and um, for everybody listening, we'll catch you next time on Believe in Guardians.